connecting to the AOC Podcast Network. Enjoy your stay. What is AOC? What is community media? Maybe these are small questions, but they have big answers. So big, in fact, that we had to make a whole podcast about just that. The short answer is in our mission statement. Building an informed and engaged community through media, technology, and education. AOC member Don Mitchell has battled many addictions in his life and takes each day, one day at a time. Learn more about Don in this week's podcast edition of Community Quotes. is Don. My last name is Mitchell. M-I-D-O-N-M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L. All right, Don. Uh, thank you so much for being here today. I'd like to know a little bit about you, uh, your childhood. Where did you grow up? Where did you live? I grew up in a town in Baton Rouge, Louisiana mm-hmm. uh, called Fafia. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like right in between Florida Boulevard and Choctaw, you know, okay. off of Foster Drive. Yeah. And I grew up there for like 18, 18 years. Mm-hmm. And Did you have a big family? Yes. You have I'm, siblings? I'm, yes. <laughs> I'm the youngest of 11. 11? Yes. Wow. Yes. So you have brothers and sisters, uh, mm-hmm. 10 older brothers. So as the baby, were you spoiled? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very spoiled. <laughs> uh, uh, my mom, she like, she didn't want my stepdads to like whoop me or anything when I did something to get in trouble, sure. you know, and it, sometimes looking back, I wish that she had. <laughs> you needed discipline? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> A little. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I just try to be, try to grow up and be be pretty good, but I yeah. made mistakes as a child. <laughs> Everybody makes mistakes. <laughs> what did you learn? Uh, I'm sure with having so many siblings, you've learned what to do or things maybe not not to do. What would be some examples of that? Um, well, I, I kind of grew up when I was six years old. My father was killed okay. by his brother, and it was I grew up in an alcoholic family, so it was a lot of tension, mm-hmm. you know, it was a lot of painful days. Okay. And, you know, uh, I've went to church, you know, I, I could remember they come and pick us up mm-hmm. from uh, on the bus, on the school bus every Sunday to go to church, and mm-hmm. I kind of found refuge, okay. you know, in and Jesus Christ and going to church and everything, you know, and uh, it was it was it, it was pretty hard, you know. Uh, I had a lot of anger issues, mm-hmm. resentments, mm-hmm. you know, and but but I am, but I'm I'm grateful. I'm thankful. You yeah, know? 
you think having that type of an environment, do you think that strengthened you? And Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, I think it, it, it strengthened me because I didn't want to be like that, you know, but I've, you know, I've ended up kind of in my teenage years kind of gearing off. I guess it's because of the lack of father figure sure. in my life, you know, and, uh, you know, my brothers and sisters was kind of envious of me because my mom didn't want to whoop me, mm -hmm. you know, but I was kind of envious of them because they knew my father mm -hmm. longer than right. I have, you right. know. Right. You know, and they say he was very, very creative, very mm -hmm. talented, artistic, mm -hmm. you know, and they say with me performing poetry and doing, and doing different things, you know, I get the creative nature from him. <laughs> That's what they tell me here. And he would be proud of you. Yes, yes, yes. They say the way that I turned out, he would be, he would be very, mm -hmm. very proud of me. Now, too. how is your relationship with your mother? Is she still alive? Uh, my mother passed away a week before Christmas in 1995. Okay. It was early on, like I say, it was pretty, pretty rough. I, uh, uh, some days I come home from school, see her drunk on the floor, you know, and that was, that was pretty hard to see as a child, but, um, I've, I've had addictions, mm -hmm. you know, I've had problems with marijuana, uh, crack, alcoholism, cigarettes, you, you name it, you know, and, and, and I've been clean and sober for, for a long time. And I just, my mom, she got very sick the last couple of years of her life. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted her to see me, you know, give up the drugs, give up the alcohol mm -hmm. before she passed away, to yeah. see one of her sons do something positive, you know, and God allowed me, allow her to see that, you know. Oh, so that's good. Yes, and that was, and that, was that was such a blessing mm -hmm. to me, you know. And I'm, I'm, I'm truly, I'm truly, truly grateful, you know. And and you know, looking back on my life, I don't regret anything, right, you know, right. because it it it, it 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 allowed me to to focus on the positive things and the healthy things, you know, and that's what I like to teach and to give back that no matter what you go through mm -hmm. in life, you know, there is nothing too impossible for you to overcome and for you to prosper. And the things that we go through, the hard things are not meant to make us better, it's mm -hmm. to make us better you know, and to, and to grow and to overcome and pass on, you know. Um, in listening to your story, I think there's so many people that can relate to what you were struggling with, you know, your addictions. There are many people, um, either themselves or they have a family member or a friend mm -hmm. struggling with addiction because it mm -hmm. is out there. And addiction mm -hmm. comes in different forms. Yes not just any legal substances, but um, what piece of advice would you have to someone 
A, with an addiction and how should they get help, and two, someone who's a family member that sees someone struggling, how can they help? Uh, the advice that I would give to someone struggling with addiction mm -hmm. would be uh, try to recover. Uh, uh, you don't become an addict overnight and you're not going to recover overnight. You mm -hmm. have to give your body a chance to heal. Mm -hmm. You know, give, give yourself some time mm -hmm. away from it. Uh, the longer you, you are consumed in an addiction, the harder it is to come off of it. Mm -hmm. You know, I know my, my counselor, he, he passed away in like 98, one of my addiction counselors, um, uh, he, he, he told it would take about a year or maybe two years away from addiction just for your body to get back to normalcy, you know. And I'm just, and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful, you know, and that's the advice that I would give. Give yourself a chance, you know, uh, figure out these different triggers, things mm -hmm. that trigger you, you know, and just be honest with yourself right. and, and, and focus on your recovery. I know sometimes they say they take it one day at a time. Yes. Sometimes you have to take it one hour at a time, one minute at a time because really? it gets very right. difficult and because we're so used to... Mm -hmm doing things, you know, right. putting things in our bodies, and it's just so difficult to, uh, to, to, to let it go because we are creatures of habit. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's, that's the advice that I would give. It, it sounds like um, you've been handling you know, the recovery very well, um, and you haven't relapsed. So right. that, I think that's got to take a lot of inner strength. So what motivates you? Uh, uh, I've, I've given up marijuana in April of 1993. Mm -hmm. I gave up crack and alcohol in 1995. Mm -hmm. I gave up uh, smoking cigarettes January 1st, 2000. Mm -hmm. And one thing that that motivates me is my is my daughter and the children of this world. You know, uh, uh, I'm a firm believer that we as people we try to make this world a better place than what it was when we entered into it, mm -hmm. so we can leave a legacy, a positive legacy for future generations to build upon. You know, and and teach them that go to school, get an education, you know, uh, 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 just, just allow yourself to do positive and healthy, uh, healthy things in life, you know, and that the choices we make reflects who we are and the choices we make doesn't just affect ourselves, it affects the people around us. You know, and uh, one treatment uh, thing that they had, they had a treatment session for the alcoholics and the drug addicts, but they also had a section of people that came in who 
wasn't addicted but was married to people or had family right. members who was addicted and it affects them and they had their group you know <laughs> the, the family members and everything you know who you might have a a, a, a husband or a wife or a brother or a sister mm -hmm. that's addicted and you're living with that yeah. you know and and it's I think that was a pretty, pretty nice group to teach them how to deal with people on addiction, loved ones, yes. and everything, you know. So that was that's the advice that I would give people who okay. who might not have an addiction on their own, get involved into some groups because their behavior and their pattern, their addiction affects you as well, you know. Um, I think that you're a huge influence to other people just hearing your story and hearing how positive you are. I've known you for a while now through mm -hmm. AOC and I've never seen you had a bad day. I've always seen you have a positive attitude and that's something to be respected. Um, who would you say in, in your life has been somebody that's been a positive influence to you or more than one person? Um, I would have to say uh uh, one of my addiction counselors mm -hmm. that, that I met in 1995 in Shreva, Louisiana, mm -hmm. which is a small town right outside of Homer mm -hmm. in Thibodeau Parish. And his, he, he passed away, I think, in 98. But he was, the year that I went in, he was pretty old, but he was the 1994 Louisiana State Addiction Counselor of the Year winner. Wow. He, and oh, he was like, so influential, you know, in teaching me how to deal with life situations, triggers, you know, and different things you could go through that triggers off addiction behavior, addictive behavior, and and uh, and he he taught a more of a spirituality mm -hmm. basis how to how to use spirituality to overcome addiction physical addictions mm -hmm. and he he was such an influential mm -hmm. early on you know because my mom had passed away like i wasn't even clean and sober for a year mm -hmm. when she was passed away and that was like a really right. hard time you yeah. know and i i give all the glory to god because in 93 i had relapsed okay. before it was like the mm -hmm. second time mm -hmm. You know, and and uh, I give all the glory to to God because I I had to look at something outside of myself, mm -hmm. you know, and 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 God kept me, and when God kept me through the death of my mother, and I was able to go through that clean and sober, and not go back and use enough, mm -hmm. but the triggers was there, you know. Yeah. It was there, and and that gives me that gave me a lot of strength and a lot of hope, you know that if I could go through that and survive, there's really not anything that I can't overcome in life, and 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 deal with it because we, well for me, I tried to, I looked at alcoholism and drug addiction mm -hmm. as a as a way to escape all the pain. I didn't want to feel feel the pain and the resentment mm -hmm. and the hurt, you know. 
but I, I've learned how to deal with the pain and the resentment and hurt and not, and not go back and use, mm -hmm. you know, and that was, that was pretty, pretty. I just thank God for allowing people to come into my life and to and give me, give, help give me that hope to live life on life terms without using. And that was the main thing, yeah. you know. Yeah. And over the years, it's, even though I've been clean and sober for like 25, 23 years, I haven't smoked cigarettes, mm -hmm. you can't slip up because yeah. that addiction there to creep up on you so fast and you think you got a beat but you don't uh -huh. <laughs> you know and i'm i'm just i'm just i'm just grateful i just try to love people and help people mm -hmm. you know and and that's the legacy i want to leave you know for 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 little kids growing up that is that it's okay to love people it's okay to do good mm -hmm. by people and 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 to help people right. you know and it's okay to be sad or angry yeah. or depressed because mm -hmm. those are emotions that, you know, we all go through. Right, and, right. And handle it in the right way. Right, yeah. right. So it's not so much the tragedy is not in the sadness or the hurt or the guilt. You know, the, the, the tragedy is going through it and not taking advantage of it to do something good and something positive. That's a good All way to look it, at it. You know. I haven't heard anyone put it like that before, but I think that's a very good um, way to handle that kind of situation. Mm -hmm. All right, let's let's change it up a little bit and let's talk about AOC. I know you've you've been a member here for a while at AOC. Tell me how you first got involved with AOC. Uh, well, I had moved to Lafayette around from Baton Rouge around February of mm -hmm. 2007. Okay. And the first thing that I wanted to do was learn the bus system, mm -hmm. you know, because when you move into a new town <laughs> that you you learn the bus system, yeah. where the buses <laughs> go, to what's the main attraction. Mm -hmm. And I, I was just walking around different neighborhoods you know, <laughs> you know. And you walked in the door. <laughs> and I just, I, I saw AOC was down the road by right. the Greyhound. They wasn't here at mm -hmm. the Rosa Parks back in 2008. I just mm -hmm. walked in the door and they told me about what was going on, the and memberships and everything. And it was just, it was just, it, 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 it was, was meant to be. It was meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> I just walked in the building. What was, what was one of the first projects that you worked on? Uh, I think the first project I worked on, I did a, I did a church mm -hmm. service, you know, for, for one of the churches that I mm -hmm. became a member of. And Oh, I had to go through a lot of growing pains. <laughs> <laughs> oh, with the patience, because you know, I look at TV and everything. I was like, oh, that that should be easy making a commercial like this, and, mm. you know. And and when I became involved in with AOC, I had a total different appreciation of people who make movies and right. and television. That that is some hard. Oh, that that is not easy. It requires dedication, patience, patience, patience. Yes. It's some it's some hard work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It yeah. is, it is, and I, I think that people don't realize everything that happens behind the scenes. They make it look easy, but yes. it's really not. Um, what is your dream project to work on at AOC? What is something that you haven't done that you thought about that just hasn't come mm. into being yet? Uh, I've thought about doing a movie mm -hmm. and just airing it on AOC. I know okay. they have a 26 minute, 56 minute kind mm -hmm. of thing, but I would like to do a movie and okay. air it. What would the subject be about? The, the subject would be about, uh, it would be this director, mm -hmm. this famous horror director. I mean, he's like famous international okay. and known, the world know about him, but he was a serial killer. Okay. <laughs> and he was like killing these people and making these movies about the people well, that sounds like an interesting twist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and ain't nobody really knew, you know, ah. it was him. Okay. You know. <laughs> so that's one of my dream, like, projects. Right, right. To do. Well, good, good. <laughs> I, hope, I hope you can make that happen one day because I'll be one of the first people that will want to watch that. <laughs> I guarantee it. Um, now, now it's time for a few fun questions. Uh, what is your favorite decade and why? My favorite decade? Mm -hmm. It could be in your life or a decade that you wish you lived in. Mm, I would have to say my favorite decade is the 80s. Okay. You know, the, I think the music of the 80s was very influential. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and people would look at me like, you must be into hip-hop, you know, I'm into soft rock, uh -huh. hip-hop and everything, you know, and, okay. and Michael Jackson and Prince yeah. and Tears for Fears and Cyndi Lauper, that's it. Okay. I love the Cyndi uh, Lauper. Oh, me too. I love her. <laughs> I, love I dressed up as her for Halloween one year. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, uh, some of my friends was like, you 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 kind of weird for a black man. Black man don't you kinda, <laughs> black man don't like music like that. No, well, you know, you know and, and, and is it? So I I would have to say the the eighties, yeah. you know, uh, was one of my your favorite decades. Now you mentioned music. Who are some of the your favorite musicians of all time? Ooh, I would have to say. Tupac, Eminem, uh, like I say, Tears for Fears, uh, Cindy Lauper, uh, Mariah Carey, mm -hmm. you know, people, Boys to Men, I used to like them. Oh yeah, that was a good group. I forgot yeah. about Boys to Men. Mm-hmm. Really good group. Yes. Uh, what about your favorite television shows or movies? What, what do you like to watch? Well, my favorite movie would be uh, National Treasure. Okay, that's a good one. <laughs> you know, uh, I think the thing that is it's very artistic. I kind of like movies mm -hmm. that that's not predictable. They have mm -hmm. some movies where you can kind of figure out yeah. what's gonna happen next. And the first time I saw that movie, it, like it just kept me off balance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the you know. plot of the story. Yeah. And I kind of like the, uh, the 
CSIs, okay. you know, yeah. with, with, with the scientific and everything, you know, that's the creative aspect. Yeah. You know, I think they say that I get that from my dad. Okay. Okay. You know. Speaking of, of creation and, and artwork, uh, I was going to ask you if you have any tattoos, and I can clearly see <laughs> that you have several. So why don't you explain to us what each one represents, if, if it's not too personal for you? Okay, well, I have this eagle, mm -hmm. and it's, it I love eagles because it represents freedom and everything, you know, Leo Lion, mm -hmm. uh, because I was born August. Sixteenth, okay. okay. um, Elohim is 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 a Hebrew title for God. You know, I kind of like, uh, you know, I, I, I'm a Bible historian. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, that's the Hebrew name for God. No honor, no glory. Mm -hmm. People think I was John. <laughs> I was like a military <laughs> man because that's like a military saying, But I never been to the army. Right. You right. know. Uh, you know, I I just I just like that phrase because, you know, honor before glory. You know, you have to honor yourself. You have to honor you honor friendships and everything. Mm -hmm. And I have the prayer hands, destiny, wisdom, and faith. You know, symbolizing my mm -hmm. my faith in God and everything. You know, panther. You know, I have a like an affinity for animals. No, I'm not part of Black Panther. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that is not what this okay. is. <laughs> <laughs> and Yahshua, that's the Hebrew name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And soldier, warrior, torture. Well, they, the reason they had like, uh, they had like, uh, they was given a special way you could get three names for like seven letters or less for like, twenty dollars or something mm -hmm. they had a special and so you see these three mm -hmm. uh these three you know so so that's what that's what basically they do you plan on getting any other tattoos uh, i wanted to get a tattoo of a cross you know like the cross of jesus christ mm -hmm. and i wanted it to start on the back of my neck all the way down my back mm -hmm. and come across my shoulder blades mm -hmm. You know, but a couple of people told me that's a good idea, but it wouldn't be a cross. That would be a T because yeah. the cross had to be a little lower, you sure. know, yeah. you know, and mm, I, I don't know. I, I might get a tattoo of my daughter, you know, oh, yeah. I might get a tattoo on my chest somewhere, mm -hmm. you know, something like that, but I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure. I got a lot of these when I was young. <laughs> I was right. like teenager, just experimenting things, right. you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's mm -hmm. hey, you know, mm -hmm. uh, whatever you're feeling at the time. Uh, th now, this is a fun question. If you won the lottery, what would you do with the money? I guess some of it to charity. <laughs> you know, uh, to charity that invests in kids' mm -hmm. futures, mm -hmm. you know, I would have, uh, I would like to, like, buy, like, 10 cars and and have, like, single mothers mm -hmm. put in their situation and give single mothers, like, oh. 
these cars, you know, because right. I know how difficult mm -hmm. it is raising a child. It's difficult, yeah. especially if you're single and mm -hmm. you're trying and you ain't really getting no help, right. you know, and just... I would like to do something like that, you know, that by like nice. 10 nice cars, you know. Hey, that's, that's a good idea. <laughs> well, if, and if you won the lottery, I think you'd probably want to travel. Where in the world would be a good destination for you? Where would you like to go? The Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> you like in, the beach? In the summertime, yes. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've wanted to visit Hawaii. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I want to stay away from cold places. <laughs> I don't. I don't blame you at all. I don't do well in the cold. <laughs> uh, Don, if you could spend one day in someone else's shoes, who would it be and why? Oh, that is a that is a tough one. And it could be someone. Uh, living or deceased, it could be a historical figure, it could be a celebrity, mm -hmm. family member, friend. I have always kind of been intrigued with Sun Tzu. I've read his book, The Art of War. Mm -hmm. When I was on the 2007 Arkansas National Slam team, mm -hmm. you know, the coach of the team had me to read his book, The Art of War, and he had these quotes and, you know, and Oh, I just love quotes that, that inspire wisdom and intelligence, you know, and I've, I've learned a lot. And, and from, I try to think about how knowledge have progressed, mm -hmm. you know, and very rare we will have this special person that just like comes into our lives and defies logic. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think, I, and, I, and I look at the wisdom he was implementing, and I think about the time he was doing, and he was like super, super intelligent, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> you know, people wasn't doing and saying things that he was saying back when he was, uh, back when he was alive. So mm -hmm. that's very intriguing to me. Okay. Um, do you have any fears or phobias? What, like fears? Fears, fear of heights, snakes, spiders, uh, fear of failure, fear of relapse. <laughs> yes, yes. I kind of think about relapsing. You know, uh, I don't really have a fear of heights, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, Spiders, things that are poisonous, mm -hmm. you know, you know, I don't want to get bit and just die, you know, right. by something, you know, but uh, I don't really, I'm really not too afraid yeah. of, of anything, you know. Yeah, well, you know, I, I'm looking at the t-shirt that you're wearing. Uh, I want to thank you for, <laughs> for volunteering for our festival, International Film Crew. Uh, you were essential this year to us because you not only volunteered one day, you volunteered pretty much every day of yes. Festival International. Yes. And again, we're grateful for that. Thank what um, what was that experience like for you? Uh, it, it, was, it was awesome. You know, I had a really, really good time. You good. know, they, 
the bands, the the culture, mm -hmm. you know, I I, I love uh, Festival International, and you know, it, it it's just it's just giving back to the community, you know, and and giving back in a positive and healthy way, you know, uh, you know. So when I look back on my life, you know, you know, I could tell kids, you know, I've met you know, bands from other countries, amazing bands like the like the like the females from Canada somewhere. Mm -hmm. I think they was like a choir or something. They was like really super amazing. Right. You right. know. Uh, and I'm just you know, I'm just I'm just grateful that I was able to volunteer and give back and and do good, you know, and not expect anything in return. And that's where character, you know, when you just doing what's right because it's right, mm -hmm. you know. And and nice. I'm just, and I try to be consistent, try to be a man to my word, you know. And you are. <laughs> you know, I've known you, I think, about a year now, and uh, I, I find that you are. You say what you do, and you do what you say. Mm -hmm. um, we're almost finished with the interview. I just have two more questions for you. Right now, we're in the beginning of June. Uh, by the time this interview airs, we'll probably be in July. But what are you looking forward to for the rest of 2018? Uh, I have some, I have multiple projects, mm -hmm. you know, ahead of for AOC. And uh, uh, I'm kind of debating, uh, William <laughs> kind of caught me off guard. He said I could do a do a series and I'm kind of debating on whether I should do the series f for the missing people because I kind of mm -hmm. ha have affiliations with different missing people organizations and try to put their pictures on AOC or I could do a series on the poetry readings that I'm right. involved in but I, ca I have to pick one or the other right. You know. <laughs> so tell me about your poetry readings. Why is that important for you to do? What What do you get out of doing that? Uh, poetry is therapeutic. For me, is it allows me to channel my creativity in a way where where people could relate to my struggles and hope to identify with their struggles, mm -hmm. but. In my poetry, I don't like to leave people in the struggles. I like to give them a way out, a way of escape, you know. And I've kind of fell off poetry for about four years from like 2012. And I just started coming back performing in February mm -hmm. of this year. And, you know, it's, and I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm back performing, you know, one of, one of the ladies who's running the poetry scene now, you know, she kept, she begged me for years to come back and I really introduced mm -hmm. poetry to her. Mm -hmm. Her name is Alex Johnson, Poetic Soul, yes. you know, and she got poetry events going on mm -hmm. around town and she convinced me to come back and I'm kind of, I'm not organizing any poetry visit, so I'm kind of supporting her and pushing her. It's her vision, you know, right. so I'm kind of helping her out. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm probably leaning to the poetry, you know, uh, 
to do a series from July to December. That sounds good. I think we look forward to that. Last mm -hmm. question. How do you want Don Mitchell to be remembered? I want Don Mitchell to be remembered as a person that loves people, that no matter what's going on in your life, no matter how difficult it looks, you know, I like to say this quote that uh, uh, it takes pressure for every diamond to shine, you know, and to not cave in the pressure. And I want people that no matter what they're going through, you know, if you have a positive frame of mind and you focus on priorities and not personalities, mm -hmm. you know, and fo focus on things that that's, that's healthy, things that, uh, that will leave a positive influence for the next generation to build on, to make the world a better place, I'm all for it. <laughs> Sounds good, Don. Thank you so much for being here today. Appreciate you. Thank you. The AOC Podcast is produced by AOC Community Media. Contributors include Mary Bodwin, Ed Bowie, Lillian Dejon, Annette Diaz, Joe Boosie Ferguson, Joseph Klesanen, William McFarland, Matt Roberts, Skip Shannon, Christy Tracy, Jasmine Tillery, Jacob White, and Shahid Williams. Music in today's episode, The Long Goodbye by John Pazdan. AOC Community Media is located at the Rosa Parks Transportation Center, 101 Jefferson Street, Suite 100, Lafayette, Louisiana, 70501. For more information, go to our website at aocinc.org, call 337-232-4434, or email info at aocinc.org. Until next time, stay informed and engaged.